0: Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection Podcast. On today's episode, I have Brian Tennyson of Pacific Pug Rescue. Stay tuned to learn all about pugs and how the rescue helps them to find forever homes. Welcome to the PDX Pet Collective Podcast. If you are a Portland pet parent or the owner of a Portland pet business, then you have come to the right place. And now your host, dog photographer, donut connoisseur, whiskey lover, and Sherlock fan, Kim Hoschel Hey, Brian. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank so- you.
0: I'm interviewing Brian, from, Brian Tennyson from Pacific Pug Rescue. So, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about the rescue?
1: Certainly. Thank you. Um, so, we were formed in 2006, and we are a 100% volunteer organization. So, we have no paid staff, and every bit of fundraising that we bring in goes directly to help the pugs. Um, we rescue about 125 pugs a year. Uh, we have about 115, 120 adoptions um, out of those. Um, and we spend an average of $1,868 on each of those pugs to get them to an adoptable state. Um, we have a wonderful bank of pug crazy volunteers who help keep all of this, uh, keep all of this going and keep me on track.
0: <laughs> so, um, What made you decide to start working with Pacific Pug Rescue?
1: Um, So I'll try to keep the story short. Um, I adopted my first pug through the rescue uh, in 2008. His name was Buster. And um, we had uh, Buster and Lily, uh, both pugs. And we were considering a third. Uh, So we went to the um, Pug Rescue website and... um, They were looking for an intake coordinator, uh, someone who would work with our volunteers to um, pick up the pug that was being surrendered, match that dog with the best available foster home, um, take that dog there. Um, I was also working a little bit as um, sort of the medical coordinator at that point in time as well. Um, But I I just uh, sort of stepped into that role and Somewhat worked my way onto the board. After six months, I was the vice president. Uh, Then I took over as president in early 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I certainly did not expect to be as involved as (laughs) I am with the rescue today.
0: Well, you know, when you love pugs, you got to do everything you can to help them out.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's somewhere somewhere along the line I did get pugged, and so uh, <laughs> these, these little these little guys just have me wrapped around their paws.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, what are you doing when you're not at the pug rescue? Uh,
1: when I'm not working with the pug rescue, I do own a doggy daycare aptly named Buster and Lily's Doggy Daycare, um, named after the two kids. Um, they both crossed over the bridge, um, but I, um, I I can't say that I have their replacements. Uh, but we have four um, pugs that came from the rescue. They were foster failures. Um, but I, I have the, the dog Buster and Lily's doggy daycare as two locations. And so I'm busy running that when I'm not, uh, not working on the rescue stuff.
0: Oh, nice. So, um, what if somebody was interested in becoming a foster for the, um, pug rescue, how do they do that?
1: Well, we um, have an online application, um, and that goes to our, um, part of our, um, our foster coordinator, and she starts the screening process um, of, that, of that application. And that application is really tailored a little bit around our adoption application because we're looking for the same information. Um, we we want to know that our, our foster volunteers um, take care of their dogs as well as we would like our, um, our adopters to do. Um, we also want to make sure that the home would be a safe, Environment um, for the dog, not only emotionally um, but but physically as well. Um, and we do we do um, the the reference checks, the um, vet check on all of our um, foster volunteers, and we also do a home visit before we place any dogs with uh, with those fosters.
0: And um, how did dog? How did the dogs come to the rescue and get fostered?
1: Um, you know, about um, I'm going to say about half of them come in as owner surrenders, um, and there are, are of course varying degrees of of, of the that um, the dogs coming into us. Uh, you know, we we have situations where a human has passed away, and no one else, no one wants to take on the responsibility of that dog. Um, they they come to us that way, or um, financial reasons that people just can't handle the dogs. Um, we've we've had quite a few dogs come into us um, with severe medical issues that um, the families just can't afford. Uh, but we also get quite a few dogs um, from the county shelters, and those are dogs that have been picked up as strays. Um, and you know, pugs really do not do well in the shelter environment. So typically, when the shelters get a pug, um, especially one that has medical issues. They'll give us a call right away, and uh, we'll we'll take we'll take over the, the care for that dog.
0: Oh, that's great that you're able to work with them, and they can pass those dogs on to you so that they can get the care that they need.
1: and, you know, and we're I mean, we're we're really thrilled with the with the relationship that we have with the shelters. Um, you know, a lot of times the the public will see a dog that is at a shelter that is up for adoption, uh, and they'll contact us asking if we can help out and take that dog. Um, but you know, the, the county shelters need that, uh, that revenue from the adoptions as well. Um, and if the, the dog is considered adoptable and one that the county shelters don't have to put a lot of money into, um, they'll, they'll, they'll contact us, um, as an alternative to euthanizing the dog.
0: Good to know. So, um, if someone was interested in adopting a pug from you, uh, what what is that
1: process look like? Um, you know we we do have what some people consider a, a pretty rig- rigorous adoption process. Um, but that's that's again just completing that that online application, or we also have the paper applications for people who don't have uh, who are computer savvy or don't have online access. Um, but you know we with that online application, we do, of course, um, we ask for two personal references. Um, mm-hmm. Once that application comes into us, we'll check with the, in with those with the references. Um, we'll call the vet for um, that the humans have had for past animals or current animals living in their household. Um, we once they, the, the humans have passed the paper portion of the of the application process, um, it's then getting them lined up or hooked up with the appropriate dog. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people come to us looking for, younger dogs or, or puppies. Um, I mean, you know, we quite honestly don't get in a lot of puppies. Puppies are very rare. Yep. Um, but you know, so we, so we, we like to set those expectations, um, you know, that, that more than half of the dogs that we get in are over nine years of age. Um, so we're, you know, we, we work with the applicants to find the dog that is going to be right for them. Um, you know, we certainly don't want to, um, try to set somebody up with a senior if they're looking for a puppy um, or for a dog that has some medical challenges if that is not something that they are emotionally or physically equipped to handle.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you um, do you do home visits?
1: We most certainly do. Um, you know, once once the once everyone has, has passed that sort of that paper process, the, the, the application process, um, you know, right now we have a little over 300 approved applicants. So we have people who've been waiting quite some time to get a pug from us. Um, And we are quite frankly, very, very happy with the people who are patient with us um, and, you know, do, do work with us and know that, you know, we, 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 we want to set the pugs up for success. Um, But so after that, that whole paper process um, when we get a pug in and we um, either post that, hug on our um, Facebook page or our website to let people know that that dog is adoptable. Um, typically what will happen is that um, people will express an interest in that dog. Um, and, you know, if you, if you've got a young one that's healthy and four years old um, we're going to get 50 people saying that they would they are interested in that dog. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of the people who express interest. We're going to pull their applications. Um, we're going to, take a look at what those families have to offer to see that they're going to be the best match for the dog. Uh, We pull the top contenders for that. We put those people in touch with the foster family um, because the the fosters are the ones who know the most about that dog. Um, And then we interview those families um, and we come up with who we think is going to be the best match. And then we do the home visit with the dog. Um, We take the dog to the home, Um, everyone living in the home has to be present, all animals that live in the home have to be present. We spend a good couple of hours there, um, seeing how the dog interacts with the family, how the family interacts with the dog. Um, And then from there we walk away and each party has 24 hours, sort of a cooling off period, to discuss whether they think the dog is going to be the perfect match for them. Um, and if we, you know, if we don't feel that it's a great match, we move on to the next, um, you know, but we, we really, we, we don't want these dogs to be shuffled around from home to home. Um, you know, they've already been through enough by the time they get to us and they've been in our foster home. I'd, I'd say anywhere between two to four months, depending upon the medical condition that they came in. With, um, you know, if we, if we have a dog that just needs a quick dental or a quick spay or neuter, they can only be with us for a couple of weeks um, while they're while they're getting over all of their medical stuff. But once they're cleared, um, you know, the dogs move onto their forever homes rather quickly.
0: So, um, what are you looking for when you're matching pugs and their humans?
1: Um, you know, we it, it really sort of depends upon the the, the personality of the pug. Um, I mean, pugs were bred to be the ultimate companion dog. So we want someone who is going to be able to spend good quality time with that dog. Um, pugs are not outdoor dogs. So we want to make sure that the environment is going to be one. You know, it, And it, it really doesn't matter to me if the people live in an apartment or if they live in a home. Um, we, you know, we, we just need to make sure that that dog is going to get proper amount of exercise um that they are going to be in an environment like if if i have a a dog that comes in that torments cats i certainly don't want to put it into a home where there are cats we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to increase the stress level (laughs) you know and there there are some dogs that do some pugs that do extremely well with children um there are some that are terrified of children so we, you know, we, we just look for all of the, the different personality traits of the dog, um, but also if I have a geriatric dog that's coming in that has hip issues, um, back end issues, I'm certainly not going to put that dog into a three-level townhome. Um, you know, we're, we're ultimately going to be looking for that one-level home where there's maybe one step going out to a yard or you know, to going out to where the, that dog can take care of itself um, you know, if it needs to. Um, You know, but if we do a a lot of, you know, for a while, um, there was this fear of people adopting seniors and people love the seniors. We have no issues getting our seniors adopted, which which is really great. Um, You know, but we want to make sure that the people are going to be able to take care of those seniors not only with their emotional needs, but with their financial needs. Uh Um, When we are interviewing people for um, adoption, one of the questions we ask is, you know, do you have at least $1,000 a year that you can set aside for um, the the medical needs of a pug? Uh, Because, you know, a lot of people look look at the pugs and think, oh, my God, they're just so cute which they are, um, <laughs> but, you know, they, they come with a, quite an extensive list of issues of health issues. Um, you know, you've got the little smush face. So the brachycephalic dogs um, do have issues with their breathing. Um, and quite frequently, um, you know, they're going to need a soft palate trim. And, uh, you know, of course, the, the dental work of um, of a pug can be quite extensive as well, because you've got the same amount of teeth that, any other dog has, but they're just sort of shoved into a tighter space. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that, that was something that I didn't think about when I was, you know, looking, looking at, at, at adopt my first pug. Um, you know, when I, when I was first, my, I was, I was terrified of dogs. Um, I, I was bitten when I was eight years old and any dog scared the crap out of me. Um, and my, my, my ex had to have a dog, had to have a pug. And so I did my, I did my research on, on, on the breed, um, before, before we got, before we got Lily, um, from a breeder. And so I felt I was pretty prepared and educated for some of the issues. Um, but you know, we, I, I went into it with sort of rose colored glasses thinking, you know, I'll have the perfect pug. And although personality-wise she was perfect, you know, she did have her health issues. Um, so you know that's, that's one thing that we are looking, on, looking at is to make sure that people can actually afford a pug. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the reasons um, the rescue started as a pug specific breed is because that really gives us the opportunity to focus on adopting these dogs out um, with, their, with their issues that they have. You know, yeah, we, because you're more well aware of what's,
0: what's going on and, and the traits of their personality and their medical potential. And,
1: and, that's, and that's really what we want to pass on to, to our adopters. And that's one of the things that we try to do as a rescue is educate the community on, on the breed um, as well. So, um, but, but that's getting, getting, when we're looking for the perfect home, Um, you know, it's, you, you can't say it's, it's just one cookie cutter type of of situation. And, um, you know, we, we have an adoption coordinator who is a miracle worker, as far as I'm concerned. Um, she really does an amazing job, um, at, at placing the dogs in the perfect home.
0: Do you follow up with the dogs, um, once they've met, once they've been placed in their home and kind of keep tabs on how they're doing?
1: Yeah, we do. We do. And it's, uh, it's a lot of that comes through the fosters um, because we, you know, we've come quite attached to, to the dogs. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm Facebook friends with all of my, all of my adopters. uh, And even, even more with some of that, I, I'm a stalker for, for some of the kids (laughs) (laughs) that, that that I've been a foster with. So I mean, it's a lot of that is done through the fosters. Um, but yeah, we, we do follow up and we do have, um, do have in our contract, our adoption contract, um, that the, the adopters have to give us updates, um, on, on a periodic basis. Um, you know, first, first first when we come up on, on a, like the three month anniversary, um, and then a yearly anniversary. Um, and then of course they, they, we do ask that they notify us when the time comes that their, that their dog does cross over the rainbow bridge. Um, you know, we also have in our contract that if the adopter is unable to keep that pug for any reason, that dog does come back to us.
0: You Uh, read my mind, Brian. I was just going to ask you that question. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. And, you know, and that, that, that was one that when I, when I first started, when I first read my first contract, I was like, well, you know, why, why, why would that happen? You know, but um, we, we do have a lot, you know, one of our latest addition to our home, um, her human passed and she was acquired through a breeder. Um, And so it was in that, that breeders contract that the dog had to go back to the breeder if, if anything happened. Um, And, you know, unfortunately the, the dog came back to the breeder. She's almost five years old had some medical issues and the breeder didn't really want to take on the responsibility of trying to rehome her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she sent her down to us. Um, you know, like, like I said, of course, we ended up fostering her, fell in love with her. She was a foster failure. Um, but, you know, it's, even though there may be somebody in the home who really loves that dog, um, we will of course work with them, to make sure that that it would be the best for the dog to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, but but there are situations where, I mean, if if someone can no longer afford the dog, or if um, they they have they've passed, families don't always want to take on somebody else's dog. Right. Um, But, you know, so but there are rare cases where someone says, yes, I would absolutely love to take that dog and keep them in my home. We want to have that paper trail. You know, we want to make sure that that dog is, again, placed in the best environment for them. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because I know um, you and I talked about it. We have a corgi from a corgi rescue and we had the same exact thing where it's like if something were to happen, he had to go back. To the corgi rescue and we actually had to hire we actually had to make sure that we had paperwork for um like a godparent that would get that, that could transition them back to the rescue if for something if something were to happen to both of us we actually had like a person who would act as an as like a kind of a foster until the rescue could get them back so i get we, it
1: <laughs> and we, and we've, we've set that up in our will as well um, you know and and we we are we are the foster godparents for um, some of our other um, pug friends and some of our um, prior adopters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of our fo- our the, the dogs that we fostered. Um, should anything ever happen to them, you know, we we will take that dog back on um, until we decide that it either needs to be adopted again or just <laughs> if, we have, if we have room for that dog at our house. <laughs> But, but you know with four we're cut. Of, we're sort of cut off um, we're hoarding status right now
0: it's it's hard though i mean because sometimes it's like <laughs> it just enhances their personality when you get like all of them together it's you know
1: <laughs> that that is true you know you, you you that's that's why they call it a grumble it's like you can't have a grumble with one pug you need more than one so mm-hmm. they are like potato chips i need <laughs> i need more than one but you know, so, I mean, it, it, there's also a lot. You know, we, when we're fostering a dog, um, it's it's it is sometimes really tough to let that dog go. Oh, I uh, bet. You know, and we we do have some that we've 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 said, "Gosh, I really wish we would have kept that dog." Um, but you know, then, then then at the same time, we look and see what a wonderful life they have mm-hmm. and how much joy they brought to someone else. So it just, you know we were we were just right there to help them find that, that perfect home.
0: Yeah, I can imagine it'd be super hard because we did, we fostered a corgi for um, two months and the day we had to give her, because we were fostering for a woman who became homeless and then she um, her situation improved. And so when we had to give her back, it was so hard. I just it, I just can't even imagine doing it over and over again.
1: It's you know if that 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 to me the, the fostering is the toughest part of all of this, um, especially when you have one who has come in that is so fragile, either emotionally or physically, and you've helped nurse them to this to this wonder to be this wonderful you know dog, and you've seen their personalities really blossom. Um, but it, it you know it, it it is very rewarding at the same time.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure to see the lives that they're leading, you know.
1: Yes, that 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 is true.
0: So, what what is it about pugs? Like, what like like describe their personality to people because not everybody familiar with them.
1: Um, they are, you know, like I said, they they were bred to be companion dogs. Um, so they are they are little mischievous, stubborn, impish elves that will follow you everywhere. Um, you, you, when, when, when you can't shut a bathroom door, you know, if you want privacy while you're taking a shower, you're never going to get that with a pug. Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, they, they, are they're, I mean, they're, I've known some pugs that are just couch potatoes and I've known some pugs that go for runs with their humans every day. Um, but you know, they're, they just, they just have a loving personality um, and they they're they're a part of the toy breed, which I I don't really like that you know that they that they're considered toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know their 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 job is just to make you happy, and that that is what they love to do. Um, and of course, you can't you can't get away from the constant snorting and the little snot rockets <laughs> and the snor the snoring that they do. They they make. One of ours, we, we, we say that she got her um, vocal ability from my side of the family because she talks all the time. Um, but, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're just great. They're, they're so amicable and so well-adjusted. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're, I have known only one or two neurotic hugs, um, you know, because they're just so easygoing. And they're great with kids. They're great with older people. So they're, I mean, they're just well-rounded dogs. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. I love them, but you know, I gave they're my heart to the corgis.
1: But, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah I, you know, and it's, it's, um, you know, I've, I've got some people who are um, through and through pug fanatics, um, you know, and then I've got some people who have pugs and St. Bernard's or, you know, <laughs> pugs and German shepherds. So. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, and then they love those dogs because of their personalities mm-hmm. or, you know, they're, but uh, I've somewhere along the line, you know, it's like, I, lo- I love all animals. I love all dogs, but gosh darn it. There was just something about, about Lily that just ruined it for me. You know, yep. and I, I used to, I used to always tell her that where I am in my life is all her fault because if, <laughs> I mean, if, it, if it weren't for her, I would definitely never have owned a doggy daycare. Right. Um, and I most definitely would never be where I am right now with the rescue. So I, you know, again, Lily, it was all your fault. <laughs> no star dogs. Start. It was all, a go- yeah, I know. Right. Start it.
0: <laughs> I know. I feel you. Cause I'm in the same business. It's like, if, if, if I didn't have my dogs, I wouldn't be in the businesses that I'm in either. So I get it.
1: And I certainly would not be as happy as I am with my life. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the dogs are just such amazing creatures, um, and rescue work as hard as it is, is so rewarding every time you look at one of those little guys and especially when they get into the perfect home and you, and it's like this, this is why we do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's nice to see them really come into their own. It's like when they, you get that perfect fit.
1: Yes. Yes, most definitely. And, and, and we, and you know, when, even though we, you know, we bring in, like I said, last year we brought in 125 dogs. Um, we, we had some, unfortunately that, that loss, we lost, um, you know, we, we, we will take a dog any age, any condition. Um, and that, that is, has real, that's what has really raised um, our veterinary expenses um, because we are, we are getting a lot of the older dogs that have not had veterinary care their entire lives. Right. Um, you know, but, but so we, we've gotten some dogs in. Um, we, we, we like to say that we don't, that we are a no-kill rescue. Um, and the only time we will ever euthanize a dog is if it is medically necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's for the, for the best for the dog. Um, and most of those have been where a dog comes in and it is just so riddled with cancer that it's in so much pain. Um, you know we, we will shower that dog with as much love as we can for a short period of time but when it's really time for them to go, we let them go. Um, but we also have have gained some forever fosters. We have um, a forever foster program now um, where, that we have eight dogs in and these are dogs that are, um, physically or emotionally um, unstable and so it is best for them to stay with us, stay in the home that they are in and we will continue to take care of those dogs un- until it's time for them to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we just had two we just lost two of our forever fosters recently. Um, one was was Annie Mae who um, was just an internet sensation and she, always had the biggest smile on her face and it was so difficult to see her to see her go um, but we also had maggie who came to us and she just had issue after issue um, she had cancer we had to um, amputate her back leg
0: yeah there we are we had a little stutter for a moment <laughs> oh there you are <laughs> so tell me about annie Mae.
1: Um, Annie Mae was, um, she came into us after her human past. Um, she had some neurological issues. Um, so she had a really hard time walking. Um, and we, we really didn't expect her to be with us for too terribly long. Um, but she, you know, God, she just, she had the best personality. Um, she loved going for her stroller rides. And she, she brightened up a room. You could, you, she would be in a room and everybody would just look at her and just smile. Um, but, uh, you know, she, she, unfortunately, um, her health declined rather quickly and, uh, we had to say goodbye to her and you know, her, her fosters were just devastated. Um, you know, because they, they grew to love her and she was all over the internet. So, um, you know, we, she, 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 she had a wonderful ending to, to her life.
0: Yeah. If only those dogs knew like how far their joy spread because they have lives that they don't even know about on the internet.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. That, that, that is very true. Um, you know, but I, I, I think that a lot of the dogs, um, really understand and can communicate to us their appreciation. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially those dogs that come from a tough situation when they get into the, to their current homes, they really, I mean, I think that they are so appreciative that they, they really know how to show that. Oh yeah. With oh, their, yeah. their love and their, and their gratitude and their affection.
0: Yeah. Cause they've got to be so thankful to have love and support and being honestly cared for, you know, for sometimes the first time in their life.
1: Yes. For, for many of them, it is, it is unfortunately the first time.
0: Yeah. It shouldn't be like that, but at least people like you are there to, to help them out.
1: You know, it's, it, yeah, it's, I mean, like I've said, rescue work is, is tough. Um, and, and being with this rescue, it's like a full-time job. Um, but I, I honestly could not dedicate as much of my time to this organization as I do if I did not believe in the work that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, because it, 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 it is, for, for the, it is all about the pugs. And a lot of people will say, oh, I, I never would have thought that a pug needs a rescue. Um, but they do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have one Forever Foster with us. Um, she just joined the ranks. Um, and she was thrown out of a car. Um, and some people saw her being thrown out of the car.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: and they, they took her, um, the people, of course, were were thankfully arrested, but on some other charges. Um, but they were they were at least apprehended, and you know it's some some justice has come to them. Um, but but poor little girl is just riddled with tumors, and um, you know we 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 did we got some unfortunate news about her two days ago, but at the same point in time, we, you know, we have a clear direction of, you know, we, we are not going to be able to cure her cancer, but we are going to be able to make her comfortable, Mm -hmm. um, for, for a little while. Um, but you know, unfortunately cute dogs are not immune to abuse from, or neglect from, from people, you know, and I, I don't ever want people to think that, you know, we, we look at humans surrendering their dogs, as being bad people, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there are bad people out there, um, but you know, there are, there are a lot of people who just get into situations where they can't handle the financial burden or the emotional burden of, of a dog, any dog, Um, you know, and I would really rather those people be able to admit to themselves that what they are doing is actually being, it is putting the best interest of dog of the dog in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am always grateful for those people, the people who come to the rescue and say, you know, I'm, I'm having this issue and I can't take care of the, care of this pug. Can you guys help me out?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. You know, and, and so I, I, I never want to vilify people who surrender their dogs because that, that it is not about the humans. It's about the dogs.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and it's a big thing to be to admit that you're in that situation and that you're, you're trying to do the best for the dog. And, you know, it's, it's better than what some people choose to do, which is throw them out of a car, I guess, but
1: yes, yes. You know, you know, yeah. Shocking. You know, but yeah, it, it, it is, you know, and there, and there are people who, you know, will, will put the dogs outside and, and you know, pugs are not outside dogs. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, any, any way that we can help the dog out of a bad situation or just out of a situation, um, it, it, it's what we're here for. Yep.
0: Well, we're glad you're here.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we've all been living through this COVID thing, but... Um, do you all have any upcoming events or fundraisers going on?
1: <laughs> well, and I'm sorry to laugh at that. Um, we, we, we just, we just did, um, and we just completed an online auction, um, which was extremely successful. Oh,
0: wonderful.
1: Um, uh, yes. And you know, it's, it's the, we online auctions are always a little sort of, a sort of an odd thing. Um, for me, because, um, I never really know how far reaching the pug rescue is. Um, And, you know, we, we, we have supporters in, in great Britain and we have people who bid on our, the online auction items, New York city, Toronto, Tennessee. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really nice to be able to have that presence and that following um, and the support that we have, (coughs) excuse me, we, we you know we we have the best supporters. Um, but so so we just had the online auction, and that was great. Um, unfortunately, we've had to cancel um, and postpone some of our in-person events and our in-person fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Um, Drag queen Bingo unfortunately did not happen this time around. Oh no. Uh, oh. I know, and that one that one is so fun. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's great that we have an in-house drag queen, um, to, to help support the pugs. Um, but our, our, our next, um, event is actually our, our, our largest fundraiser of the, of the year, um, is Pug-A-Ween. And that's the, the Halloween event, um, that unfortunately we had to postpone, but we're moving that to February so we can have a Valentine's themed event. Oh, cute. Um, but I, I think, I think, um, it'll be sort of a pug prom, um, <laughs> situation, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not allowed to really talk about that one yet, <laughs> but, um, that, that one's going to be in February. Um, you know, but we, we, we always have a lot of, um, smaller fundraisers, um, in-person, um, activities. We, we don't really do, um, adoption outreaches. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are, there are a lot of adoption, um, a lot of rescues, um, that when you go to PetSmart or you go to some, some of your local um, pet shops, they will have adoptable dogs there. Um, and that serves a purpose for a lot of rescues. They can adopt a dog out at that function. Um, but we, we don't have a lot of those since we don't do blind adoption, since we have that, that, that Process to to get the dogs and do the home visits, but we do do a lot of fundraisers um, at some of the local brew pubs where we'll have pints for pugs, um, where a lot of people can come and you order a pint and a dollar of that is donated to the rescue. Um, oh, that's those great. Are, Yeah, those those are a lot of really um, successful events, very well attended. Um, we also have um, Salties over on Mississippi Avenue, um, local pet shop there. Um, not pet shop, pet store. Um, I don't think there are any pet shops out there these days.
0: No, um, I, yeah, I don't see very many of them anymore.
1: I think maybe in the Midwest, but you know, we'll focus where we are. Um, <laughs> and but there, but there are a lot of pet stores um, that support us, and you can do um, some online ordering through um, Salties. Um, and they make additional donations to the, to the pug rescue. Um, you know, we, we have our wish list on Amazon prime. Um, you know, we, we our, our pugs need very little. Um, you know, we're, we're able to provide a lot for the pugs. We do have some corporate sponsors um, who, who help us out as well. Uh, but, you know, we always need things like food for the dogs um, and some supplements, over-the-counter medications, um, those, those are things that can always be purchased for us um, through our through, through, through the wish list um, that help keep expenses down for us.
0: Oh, great. Is there any other way that the public can help you out?
1: Um, you know, if, if anyone wants to send us a little Venmo or PayPal or, you know, I mean, monetary donations are always, always helpful. Um, you know, when 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 you take a look, that our you know we we spent last year I think, one hundred seventy-two thousand dollars on medical expenses. Oh wow! Uh, oh, wow. You know, so the, the the monetary donations help us pay those bills. Um, you know, we we have three primary vets that we work with um, in the Portland, Vancouver area. Um, one of those we've been with for well since inception back in two thousand six. Um, so they they you know that they have seen over 700 of our pugs um the the vet owners the 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 practice owners have adopted from us several of the vet techs have (laughs) pugs that they've adopted from us um, and or our fosters um so you know we're we're dealing with vets who know the breed Mm -hmm. um you know and who, who really who really help us out and they give us um quite a discount um, which is, of course, always appreciated as well, but we still have to pay those bills. Um, so monetary donations are always wonderful.
0: And I know that a friend of mine is doing a Pug-In in Portland book to help raise some funds as well.
1: Yes, yes, Danielle. We, we, we love Wag to the Heart. Um, and you know, my, my, my family, we've had three photo sessions with her photo shoots um, with all four of the Pugs. Um, and our youngest pug had a session with her back when he was nine months old. Um, and she, yeah, that, that's, I'm very excited about that book. Um, that's, that's going to be a wonderful, um, a wonderful thing. We always appreciate um, artisans and local businesses, local um, people who, who have small fundraisers for us mm-hmm. um, that I shouldn't say small because that is a huge undertaking um to do the book that she is is doing um with scheduling all those photo shoots then editing i mean her work is just amazing
0: yeah so, it's beautiful and anyone
1: who is lucky enough to get into that book um, they're going to be so pleased with with that and she is um taking half of the proceeds and donating those to the fund the raising
0: nice and i know those spots she didn't have very many spots the last time i spoke to her so
1: yeah, we, we just had our our shoot this past Sunday, so we're 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 excited to see um, how how they turn out.
0: So, are all four dogs gonna be in the shoot? We're all they all in it together.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think that the, the I don't think we were able to wrangle all four of them into a single shoot uh, or into single a single photo mm-hmm. um, like she's done in the past. Um, you know, Photoshop is our friend. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> 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 all four dogs were, were were present for that shoot.
0: And, and they may show up all together in the end.
1: <laughs> in a photo, you never know. You never know. It's She's like magic. <laughs> she, yeah, she is a magician, so that's that's great.
0: Yeah, thank God for Photoshop because you know the dogs sometimes they get a mind of their own, and
1: oh, you just got to work with what you got. <laughs> Photoshop and the power of bacon. You know. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, you always have to have good bribes.
1: Yes.
0: You know, because they respond to that. Good bribes, and good do. noises. They,
1: yeah, they do. Yes.
0: You know, you got, you got to love a good head tilt every once in a while when you find the right noise.
1: Yes. yep.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Brian, for joining me today. And, um, on your podcast description, we are going to share all of your fundraiser information and your social media and your website so that everybody can find you, maybe find a dog Maybe just and, uh, help
1: you out. <laughs> perfect, perfect. We we appreciate that, and I, I thank you for, for um, inviting us. I, I really appreciate it, and I always um, am thrilled when I have a chance to talk about the rescue, um, just because I I love getting these dogs placed through through um, through the rescue and into wonderful homes. So you know, getting the word out there is uh, so appreciated. Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you for all you do.
1: It yeah. is our pleasure. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah.
0: Have a great day.
1: You as well. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.